While I was away on holiday, you, uh, you appointed a couple of new administrators. And I'm going to ask David and Effie if they'll come out and join me on the platform and we, will, we can pray for them and commend them to uh, this new role that they're taking on. Very grateful to you both for coming and doing this, as we were grateful to Ryan, who expressed our thanks to him last week. It's a key role in the office, uh, not necessarily highly visible, but your role is, is to facilitate and enable everything else that goes on here. So I'm profoundly grateful to you all for making yourselves vulnerable, putting yourselves forward, and uh, being willing to serve Christ in this way. And it's great to have gifted people, committed to church, committed to Christ, who are willing to serve in this kind of way. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, to which the answer is, we do. (laughs) I'm going to ask the rest of you a question. The answer is, to which we will, okay, and then we'll pray for them both. Um, Is there anything in particular that you'd like me to pray for, for you? Wisdom. Wisdom. Um, Yeah, that I can do what everybody wants me to do. (laughs) A big ask, that Not one, yeah. Not disappoint people. Okay, yeah. okay, fine, let's pray. So, okay. so let me ask you both, because you are called by Christ to this, and you are doing this in Jesus' name and for his sake. So let me ask you, first of all, do you both believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and do you confess Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord? Because that's the basis for everything that you do. Thank you. And do you believe that God has called you to this work, and do you promise independence upon his grace? to exercise this ministry faithfully. You do fantastic. And the rest of you, I'm saying, will you support and encourage Effie and David in their work? Will you pray for them? Will you work in cooperation with them so that together we can serve Christ effectively in this town? If so, would you please answer? Fantastic. Let me pray for you both. Father, we pray for David and for Effie. Thank you for their commitment to you, their faith and trust in you. Thank you for the gifts that you've given them and for their willingness to serve you in this way. Thank you that they won't be working alone, they'll be working with each other and with the rest of us and with you. And we pray that they would know you're enabling and empowering for all that you call them to do and all that we ask them to do in your name. Give them both your wisdom to know what needs doing, to know what can be set aside or delegated to others, to know how to do what they do effectively and well. And Lord, you know their desire Uh, to to be people on whom we can rely, people in whom we can put our confidence, people who will be there to do what needs to be done. So enable them, uh, Lord, to serve you faithfully. May they find great joy and satisfaction in this ministry. May we value and treasure them, both because of who they are and because of what they do and how they do it. May what happens in the office be a source of stability and resourcing your work here as your spirit, who's called them, equips them and empowers them to serve you in this way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you both. Thank you both so much. Fantastic. Thank you. Maggie, thank you.
Good morning. Everything will now be revealed. I hope you have your sheep ready in your hands, please. And he knew that God wanted him to do something big, scary, impossible even. Go and defeat the Midianite army who were like masses of them, locusts across the land. And Gideon was more than a little bit scared. He'd, he'd, he'd got ready. He'd, he'd got all the, the armies of Israel together. He'd assembled them all, ready to go into battle. <laughs> But his real fear was all these people's lives were in his hands. What if he got it wrong? What if he'd misheard? What, 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 what if he, it was some ghastly big mistake? And so he went back to God and said, God, look, I, I'm really sorry. Please, please don't be angry with me. I just need a little bit of proof that this really is you talking to me because I, it just... It seems too big, and I, I, can't, I can't face doing it. So God, please, when I, when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to put, put this fleece out on the threshing floor, and, and God, when I wake up in the morning, could you fix it so that the, the fleece would be wet, but the ground around it would be dry? Then I'll know that it's you talking to me. So... got out of bed, went and felt the ground, the ground was dry, he picked up the, ah, the fleece was soaking wet, and he thought, hang about, if it's a sunny day, the ground could have been wet and the sun dried it out and the fleece is still wet. Oh. I'm sorry, God, can I have another go? <laughs> this time, can you fix it? If I put the fleece out again, can you fix it this time so that the ground is wet and the fleece is dry? Sorry. Because I really need to know that this is you talking to me and not my own stupid idea. So, works for the day, goes back to bed at night, tries to get some sleep, doesn't find it that easy, eventually goes off in the morning, goes... The ground is soaking wet. He can, he can wash his face with the dew on the ground. And the fleece, the fleece is bone dry. He can dry his face with the fleece. Okay, God, 
I guess you're real. I guess you've just spoken to me. I guess I've got to trust you and do what you say. And, and for God to bring Gideon to that point, it had to do this business with the fleece and the ground a couple of times. But God wants to bring all of us to that point where we say, actually, God, I guess you're real. I guess you mean what you say. I've got to trust you and do what you're calling me to do. And when we reach that point, God can use us to make a big difference. God wants to bring you to that point by whatever means, to the point where you recognise that he's real, he means what he said to you, and he calls you to trust him. And I'm looking for a kind of volunteer this morning who might be brave and willing to give me a hand, demonstrate some trust. Are you up for it? Reuben, you up for it? <laughs> no, he's not up for it. He'd rather not. It's, Miriam, you're up for it. Well done. Well done. Okay, come stand here. Okay. Do I have permission to hold your hand? Okay. I want us to walk towards the edge of the platform, okay, and look over the edge. Count the steps. No, let's go to the platform. Look over the edge. Okay, let's go back to the table again. This time, walk towards the edge of the platform and count the steps. One, two, three, four. Okay, stop. Look over the edge. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do is take you back this way. Look, look over there. Can I take your glasses off? Do you mind? I'm going to blindfold you. Okay, that's it. Here we go. And what I want to do is um, I'm going to take you back again in a moment, okay, to the edge of the platform. And this time I'm going to lead you over the edge. All right? Okay, you happy with that? Sorry? You guess. Okay. Because it's going to be perfectly safe, all right? I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you hurt yourself, all right? We're just going to go to the edge of the platform and we're going to walk over the edge and it's going to be fine, okay? Do you trust me? You do? Great. That's fantastic. Okay, turn around. Okay, count the steps. Okay, you're right on the edge now, okay? Are you willing just to step out? There we go. There we go. Well done. Thank you very much indeed. That is brilliant. Okay. That is fantastic. That is real trust. I really appreciate that. You know your glasses back. Faith is sometimes going where we can't see. Doing things that we think we can't do. But God says, I'll be with you. I'll hold your hand, I'll get you there, and if we trust him, that's precisely what he does. He won't let you go. He won't let you fall. Trust him, and he will enable you to do whatever it is he calls you to do. Let me take you back to the way in which the angel first greeted Gideon. 
when he was out there hiding from the Midianites. He was, he was threshing grain in the wine press where there wasn't really space to do that because he had plenty of space to thresh the grain. He was kind of in his, in his hut, really, and the, the, the air was thick with the chaff and he was coughing and choking because he was so scared he didn't want them to find him. And the angel comes to him and says, Greetings, you mighty man of God. You're joking. You're joking, there's nothing strong about me. I am the youngest member of my family. My family come from the weakest clan in the tribe of Manasseh. I'm nobody. Why are you talking to me and why are you calling me a mighty warrior? And this wasn't just a chronic lack of self-confidence on his part. He knew, actually, that in terms of status, in terms of power, in terms of ability, he was right down there with the lowest of the low and the weakest of the weak. Why me? Actually, a friend of mine once said to me, "If, if if you're not out of your comfort zone, you're not where God is calling you to be. Because that whole point of getting rid of thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers was that Gideon and those who were with him, who were the best of the best, but there were only 300 of them, and they knew if they were going to win, it was only if God was going to fight for them. But why Gideon? Why of all people? Why the youngest member of the smallest tribe in the weakest clan in the whole land of Israel? Why him? Gideon knew his Bible history. He had heard all the stuff that God had done when he brought his people out of Egypt. And he says, okay, so if you're so great, God, how come all that stuff I hear about hundreds of years ago, how come that isn't happening now? You say God is with us. Greetings, mighty man of God, the Lord is with you. If God is with us, how come we're in such a mess? Why is everything in such a state? It's always a dangerous prayer to pray, that one. Why doesn't God do something? If God's powerful and God's loving and God's faithful and God is here, why isn't he doing more? Why aren't we seeing him at work? Because the danger in thinking that or saying that or praying that is that God says, ah, you're just the person I'm looking for to sort this mess out. Because God doesn't kind of manipulate us like passive chess pieces. Time and time again, where there's something that needs doing, God looks for someone who says, this isn't right. This isn't should be. This isn't, this isn't how God wants it to be. And God says, you can see what's wrong. I want you to be the person to sort it out. If you are troubled by a holy sense of dissatisfaction with how things are, then you are the kind of person God is looking for to make a difference and bring about the change. You might feel weak, you might feel insignificant, you might feel inadequate. But God knows you, he made you, and if he calls you to do it, he will enable you 
to do it. It's the kind of people who probe and question and challenge. And once they start to do that to God in prayer, then God says, you're the kind of person I can use to make a difference. So how inappropriate the angel's greeting might be, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The angel doesn't retract it or withdraw it. He says, I want you to go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. You know, I keep coming back to that phrase because it's not what I expect to read. I do not expect God to say to Gideon, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. I expect him to say something spiritual like, go in my strength or go and trust in me. But he says, no, go in the strength that you have got already. You have the strength. Go in this might of yours and deliver Israel out of the hand of the Midianites. What resources did Gideon have? What strength did he have? He thought he had nothing. But God says, actually, you've got it. But you just don't realise it. And sometimes when God speaks to us about doing something, we say, oh, I haven't got the time. I haven't got the energy. I haven't got the gifts. I haven't got the youth anymore. I haven't got the confidence But God says, look, I'm sending you. Go in the strength that you have to do what I'm telling you to do. And God says Gideon because he knows that Gideon has got what it takes, even if Gideon doesn't realise it himself. And if God is calling you, it's because he knows that you've got what it takes, even if you don't know it yourself. He knows that if you obey and trust him, you'll be up for it. And that goes for us as individuals. Me? I can't do that. God says, go in the strength you have and do what I tell you to do, because I'll be with you. As a church, we think, oh, we haven't got the resources to do that. God says, go in the strength you have, because I've given you the gifts necessary to do what I call you to do. The question we need to ask ourselves is, Are we releasing those resources to him? Are we dedicating ourselves to him? And if we feel inadequate, then God says to us, as he said to Gideon, I will be with you. And that makes all the difference. That's where the angel really wasn't making fun of Gideon when he said, you mighty warrior. What made Gideon a mighty warrior was the fact that God was with him. And if God is with you, that means you have the strength that you need to do what he's calling you to do, whatever that is. So what is God calling you to do? What have you heard him whispering in your ear? And you've tried to think, no, no, I can't do that. It's not me. Find somebody else. I haven't got the resources. I haven't got the time. I don't feel up to it. It's too scary. I couldn't possibly do it. What is God challenging you about? What is God calling you to do? However intimidating it might seem, however scary it might seem, remember these three things. Firstly, the strength you have will be enough to do what God is calling you to do. The strength you have will be enough. The second thing is, 
He's the one sending you. He's the one in charge. He's the boss. He takes responsibility. And thirdly, he will be with you. And if he's with you, you'll have the strength that you need. It's kind of like a circle. You've got the strength. He sends you. He will be with you. And because he will be with you, you've got the strength. And if you, do, if you know those three things, and on the basis of those three things, you trust God, take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm up for it. Then whatever it is God calls you to do, he will work through you, he will work with you, and he will be with you. And when that happens, anything, anything is possible. So listen to what he's saying. Trust him and do what he says. And then like Gideon, the youngest member of the weakest family of the smallest clan of Israel, a nobody, victory over the Midianites. However inadequate you might feel, God says do it. He gives you the resources, he sends you, he'll be with you. See what God does with you and through you if you place your life in his hands and say, okay, God, I'm up for it. I'll give it a go if you'll be with me.